Be sure to tune into Immigration with Tamina Watson this and every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Immigration attorney Tamina Watson founded Watson Immigration Law here in Seattle and is a frequent speaker, author, and blogger who has appeared in Forbes, CNN, The Seattle Times, and much, much more. On her new radio show, Tamina will take all your questions live on air. Plus, she will discuss and provide insight into the latest immigration news and issues, as well as talk with notable personalities who have impacted U.S. immigration laws or are notable immigrants themselves. Check out her new show, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Immigration with Tamina Watson on Daisy 1250 a.m., radio that listens to you. Good morning, Seattle. This is Tamina Watson on Desi 1250 AM. Thank you so much for joining us today. You're listening to Immigration with Tamina, where we talk about immigration issues only. And we talk with people who make an impact on immigration law or help immigrants um, and immigrants who have made a difference. Uh, if you have questions about immigration law or anything else, you're very welcome to call us at 844-301-1250. 844-301-1250. If you have any uh, questions that you want to send by email, our email address is info at watsonimmigrationlaw.com. That's info at watsonimmigrationlaw.com. You know, this show is a relatively new show on the relatively new radio station, They See 1250. Um, we air the show every Tuesday at 10 a.m. and today is live. Uh, the show is also repeated at Friday, 12.30 p.m., every week. So if you somehow missed the show today and you want to hear it again, you can hear it on Friday. So today's show will be um, uh, repeated as well as um, the archive will be available in the coming weeks as well. Today is a really important show, and thank you for tuning in. We're really, really excited to talk about uh, citizenship, actually. And as you may know already from all our previous shows, I'm a big, big uh, proponent of becoming citizens. Uh, in this time in history, your vote has never been more important, and we're going to talk more about that soon. But here are some news updates. You may have heard me talk about the case of Supreme that is being uh, the what was pending at the Supreme Court uh, uh, called U.S. versus Texas, and in that case, uh, President Obama's executive action uh, was blocked essentially uh, for the DACA program and DAPA program, which is the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrival, as well as Deferred Action for Parents um, of these uh, ch children of U.S. citizens and green card holders. And and uh, the case was actually uh, heard um, at the Supreme Court yesterday. It was a very historic day. Um, the Supreme Court heard oral arguments on the case for and against why President Obama's executive actions should hold. Um, it's, it was a very exciting day. I was listening to uh, and watching, in fact, the rally that was held in front of the Supreme Court from first thing in the morning, and it was almost compelling viewing, and I was sorry I wasn't there in person because the energy seemed very electric and so much enthusiasm and hope. Um, if you are somebody who is undocumented in the U.S., uh, your your parents are undocumented uh, and you are looking for solutions for staying in the U.S., this case is really, really important to you. There aren't um, any um, real updates quite yet about what the decision will be, but we should hopefully hear um, the decision by the end of, um, I think, middle, middle of summer is my guess. 
So it's interesting. Keep an eye out on the news for this. And, um, you know, executive action is a great way to lead into why citizenship is important. President Obama couldn't really um, do much in immigration because Congress was blocking him. And because Congress was blocking uh, every action that was being taken and comprehensive immigration reform bill was um, essentially, you know, arrived dead uh, at the at the House of Congress. President Obama decided to take executive action, but, you know, he's a president and he couldn't change law. Changing law is what we really need. And at this point, we're looking at the next president to do that. And who becomes the next president next next, um, November is really, really important. And you are the person who's going to decide. But how can you decide? You cannot decide or take action unless you're a citizen. So... I have been advocating that all um, immigrants who are here legally and are legal permanent residents, green card holders, become citizens. I urge you to go and read my article that was published in the Seattle Globalist um, um, a few months ago. Uh, It was, if you do a Google search, oh, it was published on January 28th, 2016. I urge you to go and read that. Um, Also, yesterday, there was a news article, and it's one of many, actually, um, that there There are record numbers of people applying for citizenship simply because of the rhetoric that we're seeing and the fear of who might go into the White House in November. So your vote is really important. Um, So we're going to talk about some of these issues today and what you can do about it. But to summarize how you can become a citizen, you need to be eligible. How are you eligible? You are eligible if you've been a green card holder for at least three years if you've been married to a U.S. citizen, or five years if you have a green card through any other means. Um, If you have not traveled more than 50% of uh, the last five years outside the U.S., if you have paid your taxes, you you have a serious criminal conviction, those are some of the requirements. Uh, But the main two are really... Um, you know, last five years of green card holder and have you been in the U.S. for more than 50% of the time? And that's referred to as physical presence. Um, We're going to talk more about this and what you can do about it uh, in just a moment. If you have just tuned in, this is Immigration with Tamina on Desi 1250. Um, I'm going to introduce you to a wonderful, wonderful guest who's taken time out of a busy schedule to be here today. She's just a wonderful person making a huge difference in the lives of immigrants in Washington state. I'm honored and privileged to announce that today's guest is Mallory Thompson. She is a Board of Immigration Appeals accredited representative and the program associate of Washington New Americans, which is a department with One America. Welcome, Mallory. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. You know, before we talk with you, I would love to just introduce your background to the listeners so they know why you're here. Mallory brings to One America a breadth of experience in and in and a commitment to economic and racial justice, particularly within the immigrant and labor rights movements. She received her Master of Social Work from the University of Washington with a concentration in community-centered integrative practice. Previously, Mallory obtained her Bachelor of Arts in Sociology and Anthropology from the University of Redlands in Southern California, graduating with honors for her narrative thesis on the transformative process of Peace Corps volunteers. 
Before joining One America, Mallory dedicated herself to workers' rights as an organizer with Working Washington, a worker-led organization fighting for labor rights and living wages. While obtaining her Master of Social Work, she worked with El Centro de la Raza and later joined the statewide Poverty Action Network, where she worked with the powerful Speak, sharing personal experience as knowledge program to bring the voices of people experiencing poverty into advocacy in order to transform public discourse and create real policy change in Washington state. And by goodness, are you doing that? Thank you so much. This for everything that you've done in the past and for what you're doing for immigrants today. Really, really grateful you took out time from your busy schedule. So we are here to tell the listeners about importance of citizenship and what the program is doing. Tell us a little bit about the program. So Washington New Americans is, like you said, a program of One America in partnership with the Washington State Department of Commerce. And Washington New Americans focuses on bringing resources and services to eligible lawful permanent residents who would like to become citizens. And so we will go around the state and provide these services in workshop form with uh, volunteer pro bono immigration attorneys, paralegals, and interpreters to help bring those services to lawful permanent residents across the state. Wonderful. You know, I have to do a shout out for the American Immigration Lawyers Association, of which I am a part, and I have taken part in this program before. It's just a wonderful collaboration between lawyers, the legal community, as well as uh, the nonprofit organization that you are, and it's a community-led um, program. So that's wonderful. So all, all of my ALA friends, thank you for doing what you do. Thank you for attending the clinic uh, in, in the coming days. And uh, really grateful to, on behalf of the listeners, that you're doing this. So tell us more about citizenship. Why is it important? We've seen that immigrants who are able to participate in the democratic process are able to speak out on behalf of their communities and help lift up the voices and build power um, in their communities in Washington state and across the nation. So becoming a citizen is incredibly important. Wonderful. Well, you know, I know a little bit about the program, but tell, tell the listeners how long this program has been running. So our program has actually been in existence since about 2008, and it was actually started by um, an American Immigration Lawyers Association attorney who um, came up with the idea for these clinics, and we've sort of adapted that and kept it going through the years. Wonderful. And can you tell us how many people have been served to date, perhaps? I would have to estimate nearly 3,000 that we've been able to serve. Wow, 3,000 new citizens because of you. That's amazing. Well, tell us about what happens in these clinics. It can be a very long day, but it's a very rewarding day. So um, everything that happens at our citizenship days is completely free of charge to clients who come in. And what they do is we have very experienced quality immigration attorneys first screen clients to see if they'll be eligible for citizenship. And then the clients go on to work with a paralegal and interpreters if needed to fill out the application for citizenship. And then that application will be reviewed by another very experienced immigration attorney, again free of charge. And then we actually bring the client on to package up that application so that the client can take it home and send it off and even same day apply for citizenship. That's amazing. So So at the end of the day, somebody's application could be actually filed with USCIS. That's right. That's amazing. Wonderful. So tell um, listeners where these clinics will be on. uh, When is the next clinic? The next clinic will be on Saturday. That's this upcoming Saturday, April 23rd. And it will be held in three different cities. Which ones? In Tacoma and Vancouver, Washington and Yakima. 
Okay, wonderful. So, um, listeners, I know many of you are probably in King County, but if you have family and friends, please tell them about Tacoma. Vancouver, Washington, and Yakima, Washington. So what about our listeners who perhaps can't attend the clinic on Saturday? We hold these events in um, smaller formats, which we call roving clinics, and we will actually be in Seattle on Saturday, June 25th, and it will be a much smaller clinic, and you will need to call to make an appointment for these clinics, but we will be in Seattle on Saturday, June 25th. Saturday. And so when you say call to make an appointment, is there a phone number that you're able to share? Absolutely. The phone number to call to make that appointment would be 1-877-926-3924. That's 1-877-926-3924. Um, tell us about the calling process. Do they have to keep trying? What, what do they have to do? How many calls do you get today? So right now we're actually getting upwards of 30 calls a day because of our upcoming Citizenship Day and the increased um, interest that you are talking about in citizenship right now. So um, it can take about three days for us to get back to a caller. But what they do when they call that number is they'll leave a voicemail on our hotline and our hotline is available in 22 languages. So if someone does not speak English, they can choose the language that they'd like to be called back in. Are there South Asian languages in that bank? Yes, there are. What, which ones? Can you tell? Is it Hindi one of them? Yes. Is Punjabi one of them? Yes, it is. Bengali one of them? I'm not sure. Okay. Urdu? Yes. Okay. Um, uh, Telugu? Yes. Okay, wonderful. So, so some of the major ones are covered. Uh, Tamil? I would have to check. Okay, wonderful. Well, maybe you could tell me when you get back that these are the languages that we can offer our services in, and that Absolutely. could be very helpful. Wonderful. Um, so they will leave a voicemail, and you would get back to them in three days? That's right. Okay. And um, what should they bring with them to these clinics? So there's a fairly extensive list of documents that someone will need to bring with them to Citizenship Day or a roving clinic. And that information is available um, either through calling our hotline and we can give that information when we call back, or they can go ahead and visit our website and see for themselves, print out the list, and just make sure they bring it all with them. So what is the website? The website is www.wanewamericans, that's w-a-newamericans.org. Can we please say that again? Absolutely. www.wanewamericans.org. Org. And on this website, it's easy to find a list that's comprehensive. Yes. So anybody who is um, hoping to go to the Citizenship Day Clinic or a roving clinic uh, would likely be best served by going to the website. That's right. And printing the list. Uh, can you name some of the documents that might be in the list? Sure. So one of the most important things is that someone will need to bring their lawful permanent resident card, their green card with them. And that is absolutely essential for everyone who comes. Another of the few documents is um, lists of previous addresses, employers, schools attended, um, children's names and dates of birth, as well as um, we actually can provide assistance with what is called the fee waiver at Citizenship Day. Fabulous. So if someone is going to apply for the fee waiver, which waives the $680 application fee, they would need to bring a, um, an award letter for receiving some sort of public benefit like food stamps. And we can help them uh, fill that out so that they can apply for free. 
Wonderful. So not only are they getting free assistance, legal assistance from wonderful immigration lawyers, you can also help them get um, fee waivers, meaning they don't have to pay the $680 for the application fee. That's amazing. Listeners, you really have to spread the word about Clean Citizenship Day because it's a bargain. But it's also an amazing program that will help you get citizenship without fearing the cost that this really is. It's expensive, and a lot of people... Do you find that the expense is a a deterrence for people applying? It definitely is, Um, let alone the $680 application fee. uh, Finding experienced and reliable immigration services in Washington with only a couple hundred attorneys even practicing in that area can cost clients $1,000, $2,000, and a lot just can't afford that, especially if there's others in their family who are also wanting to apply. That really adds up. Wow. So when you see these clinics um, being held, do you see family members come in groups? We do. That's that's very common for folks to come, either applying multiple people at once or just coming as a family because this is a really, really big milestone for people. Yeah, it is. You know, when I became a citizen in 2010, and, you know, listeners, I have my article about my citizenship. My story of my citizenship was published in the Seattle Times uh, in 2011 or 10, I urge you to go read it because it's an insight into what happens with citizenship. I really, I'm uh, helping people day in, day out, but I honestly didn't realize how profound that experience is. It impacts somebody's, you know, in person um, until you go into that oath ceremony and pick up your certificate. Um, So, I mean... I really urge people to to really understand how profound it really is. So if somebody goes to your clinic and they don't speak fluent, fluent English, what happens to them? So that can depend on which languages they speak and which languages we have interpreters available. Right now in uh, Tacoma, Yakima, and Vancouver, we have interpreters that speak a variety of different languages. Um, It just really depends on how many people come who speak different languages. So we always recommend that if you have someone who can come with you, who can interpret for you, that is the fastest way to get through the day. Okay. So bring an interpreter with you? Yes. Okay. Listeners, if you don't speak English well and you don't want to be waiting or be disappointed, uh, not being able to speak properly, take a friend who speaks English really well. Uh, It's really important that you utilize the day fully uh, without being disappointed about the service you might get. So really, if you, if you need um, language assistance, take a friend. Um, let me ask you this, because I see this from my own experience. Um, sometimes citizenship cases can be very simple. If you've been here for five years, you haven't traveled much, you've paid your taxes, you have no criminal conviction, your good moral character is intact. Hey, presto, by the end of the day, you have an application you can send off. But what about those people who may have had a DUI or have had some sort of mishap in, the, in their lives that was unintended or, you know, some, something happened. They may have a, a, some sort of criminal conviction or, you know, something happened back home and they sp- spent a little bit more time than they intended. Uh, so they have broken the physical presence. So that becomes a complicated case. What happens to that type of person at the clinic? So what's really wonderful about Citizenship Day is that not only are we helping people to complete that application at the end of the day if their case is straightforward, but also if someone has a more complicated case, we have affordable, sometimes even free resources that we can give them so that they can leave that day, maybe not with an application complete, but with a direction of where they can go to get that help. 
And oftentimes that is from um, an ALA attorney who is at that event and can actually follow up with them after for free or very low-cost help for them. Wonderful, wonderful. That's really useful information. So anybody who really wants to take part in the n- November presidential election, historic election, one of the most critical ones of our lifetime perhaps, um, what's the processing time? If they apply now, could they vote by then? So that we've actually seen that USCIS has reduced the time that it takes to process an application. Recently, they did tell us, one of their officers let us know that if someone were to apply by April, so before April 1st, they would definitely be able to naturalize and register to vote in time for November. We have seen, though, that it's possible still, if someone were to apply shortly after this upcoming Citizenship Day on Saturday, it is still possible that they can naturalize in time to vote in November. One Wonderful. You know, I think that's amazing that if somebody were to apply now, there's a very large possibility that they would be able to get citizenship and apply for for becoming a registered voter. So do you know a little bit about the registration? Does it happen automatically? Are you able to tell us anything about that? I can say a little bit about that, especially in the Seattle area. So the the registration for voting is not automatic when you become a citizen. You have to fill out a voter registration card. The wonderful thing about the O ceremonies that happen in the Seattle area is that volunteers and staff from One America actually are at many of those ceremonies, and we have the registration there. We can help folks fill out that voter registration, and we can send it in and mail it for them to save them the trouble and the cost of turning that in. That's amazing. I actually didn't know that. Now that I think back on it, I don't know when I filled out my form. Um, But I'm very, very excited to be able to vote and take part and have my voice heard. Um, Anything else that you want to share with our listeners for the last minute that we have? Sure. I will say that on Saturday, it's a, it's a very long day, a very exciting day. It gets started pretty early. We see that clients line up as early sometimes as 7 a.m., but it starts, the doors open at 10 a.m. So we recommend that folks arrive early and bring snack, water, something to occupy, maybe a book to read while they're waiting because there's, there's waiting built into the process. But by the end of the day, it is, it is definitely well worth it and very rewarding. Do people take their children with them? They do. And in Tacoma, actually, we will have a childcare room available. So children can be occupied during the two to five hours that their parents are going through this process. That's amazing. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I mean, with a, uh, as a parent of two children who are six and three, that would be one of my biggest concerns about what do I do with my children if it's a very long day. So in Tacoma, you'll have childcare. What about the roving clinics? We are still working out the details, but we always try to have a designated area for children to be occupied and taken care of while their parents are going through this complicated and rewarding process. Wonderful. And um, for the roving clinic, they must have an appointment. And the Citizenship Day, it's first come, first serve. That's right. Okay. Wonderful. And um, if somebody wanted to contact you, can you please give the the number again and the website? Sure. So you can call our hotline and leave us a voicemail so that we can get back to you. The phone number is 1-877-926-3924. And if you'd like to access the information online, it is at www.com. WANewAmericans.org. And can you give us the dates one more time, one for the clinics and one for the roving one? Citizenship Day will be this upcoming Saturday, April 23rd, beginning at 10 a.m. And the roving clinic in Seattle is Saturday, June 25th by appointment. 
And the uh, the citizenship day, the the cities once more? Tacoma, Yakima, and Vancouver. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for adding so much um, value and um, hope and aspirations to new immigrants who are in Washington State. And we hope that by what you're doing, the presidential election, as well as our local election, actually, um, we'll see uh, um, some new voters bringing fresh blood. Well, thank you so much for being here. Well, listeners, thank you so much to Mallory Thompson from One America for, for being here today. I hope you had some useful information. Become a citizen. You know, it's really important that you are. Very quickly, I'm going to tell you about next week. Uh, we are running out of time, but next week we have a very, very special guest. Congressman Adam Smith is going to join us and talk about immigration and immigration reform. Very, very excited. Tune in. You must tell your friends and family that Ad- Congressman Adam Smith will be here. We cannot wait to speak with him. We're running out of time. Please email at info at watsonimmigrationlaw.com. Uh, the phone number is 844-301-1250 for next week. And the website that we have is Desi1250 AM, as well as my own work website, www.watsonimmigrationlaw.com. Thank you so much for tuning in and look forward to speaking with you next week um, and talking immigration. Bye-bye. <laughs>